Welcome back to Socially Inclined, the podcast about social interaction, culture, and every once in a while, politics. We are your hosts, Tony Rivas, Alejandra Ayala, Crystal Rodriguez, and Andriana Vasquez. And today's subject is global inequality. Well, global inequality is the differences in wealth and power amongst different countries. In sociology, global inequality is used to identify the differences amongst these countries and explain why they occur. Yeah, so what are some differences? Some differences of inequalities are food, health, education, income, and human basic needs. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about like human basic needs, like you would think that everyone around the world has the same needs, but countries like core countries that are like capitalistic countries or industrialized countries like us, for example, the U.S. or Canada, Germany, Japan, Australia, like we have everything already here. We have clean water. We have organic food that everybody goes out and is able to buy and everybody's for the most part able to afford it. But then you have like these periphery or semi-periphery countries that are um, considered poor, like India, China, or the Philippines, who they depend on us, like they work for us. So they don't have time to develop their own countries because they're too busy trying to get all of our basic needs, which is pretty sad. Not only core countries, um, they control and benefit from all the other um, like systems of the world Mm -hmm. and an economy which can also affect the global market, if you actually think about it. Yeah, totally. Uh, income plays into a factor. A lot of these third world countries are in relative poverty because of their set living standards is what they're used to. So basically, if you go to a third world country, you're not going to see what you see here in America. It's completely different. And that's their set normal. Yeah, so these different stratifications, which is like class and status, these are like that create the inequalities and divide the world. Well, since global inequality has to do with income of different countries, I think this is a perfect segue into looking at the different theories that global inequality has with sociology. So I'll talk about my theory, which is market-oriented theories. And basically these theories, uh, are about economic development and how they assume that the best outcomes for the economy will result if individuals are given free reign to make their own economic decisions without being restricted by the government. So I kind of want to get what your thoughts about this or if you have any experience with like free market, especially since a lot of uh, free market happens in third world countries. So if you guys have been outside of the US, that'd be a perfect Thing to talk about well for free markets um they can be beneficial because they um the government won't have any say or discriminate towards the importation of goods of what they can or what they can't sell not only but it also enhances um their development in their country because they can benefit from other countries with the exportation of goods like technology has brought china up like they help the u.s because the u.s also like buys their products, for example, like Apple. Like China has a whole like, um... 
so I can see like some like positives and negatives about the free market. Like, so I've like, I've been to like Costa Rica and Peru and they have a lot of free markets. So everybody's kind of like free to be able to sell whatever they want out of their homes. So you can literally just like walk down the street and go have a margarita at some random person's house, um, which is cool because like, anybody can open up their own restaurant so anybody has the means to make money in their own individual way as opposed to when you come like in the u.s like we're not allowed to sell food out of our house because we have like health restrictions we have like you need a permit you need to go through all these things just to be able to sell cookies out of your own house um and in those other countries you can just do that and it's a positive because you can make that free money, but it's a negative because um, you don't have restrictions on how much you can pay your workers. So like I can start, if I lived in Peru, I can open up my own like little um, food business, but I can pay everybody like a dollar. I can pay them whatever they want, you know, which is to me, it's kind of a negative because like that doesn't let them build in their economy because everybody's just paying them um, whatever they want to pay, you know? Yeah, and I think that's where uh, modernization theory comes into play, especially since like a lot of these theories go off on like low income societies are only able to develop if like they drop their traditional ways. But the downside to this is that the government is gonna put a lot more restrictions on these businesses. That's the one downside I could say to it but it would boost their economy up by quite a bit of they did more what these core countries are doing. Yeah, I agree. I think that it would definitely boost their economy up and it would give everybody the same wages. But I do believe like um, they would probably like lose their cultural beliefs. You know, like um, over here, we're just like concerned about technology and like, you know, like nobody's really like in touch with um, just kind of being a human. Does that make sense? The podcast will be back after this quick ad. Is social distancing causing depression? Do you feel isolated and alone during this rough times with the coronavirus? Maybe try virtual socializing using Roblox, the online party gathering. Send a link to with Roblox to your girlfriends for girls' night or to your homeboys for boys' night. Create your own character and start socializing the same virtual way with Roblox. We end this ad by leaving a friendly reminder to wash your hands. So we come back from this ad to talk about dependency theory and dependency theory is basically when peripheral countries or semi-peripheral countries depend on core countries. Um, they depend on us for resources and goods that we take from the peripheral countries. And this all stemmed from colonialism and colonialism is when bigger countries go in and take over and exploit little countries. Um, examples of colonialism is when Britain took over India or um, Spain took over South America and Mexico or when England came and took over America. You can also look at it when you see, look at Mexico and you look at the United States 
Mexico produces the majority of the goods that United States buys from them, like avocados, tequila, corn. But yet you think, well, why can't the United States just make that on their own? But it's easier for them to have the Mexico buy it or make it and then us buy it from them because we'll make more profit off of it by selling in a bigger market as will Mexico because we have a wider selection for people to buy it from whereas they only have small markets. So when you look at the U.S. and Mexico, one being a core country and the other being a peripheral country, you can tie this into the world systems theory because both dependency and world systems theory explain the failures of many countries to develop. In the world systems theory, it is the interconnections among countries that is based on capitalist expansion economy. The world systems provide a world's market where goods and labor are distributed between countries to help shape the world's um, economy. However, world system causes competition between countries to help another's country world economy, but this causes one to take advantage over the poor ones. Um, with the poor economies, they are depending they are dependent by peripheral countries who provide trading relationships on goods for the society. With this in mind, um, this causes global commodity chain, and it is where our world network provides the finished products to countries that is done by labor and production to give to the to the consumers purchasing. So basically, the global commodity chain is uh, a country gets resources, makes it into a product, and then distributes it to uh, consumers. So basically, we're using other countries in order to continue this process. So like a core country will take some uh, commodity or a product that a different country's made and sell it to their consumers in order to benefit from their economy and enhance damaging their own economy in a way, since we're taking away from a different country's profits. Yeah, when you're looking at the at the at all the theories, whether it be the world system theory, the dependency theory, the market-oriented theory, or even the world economy theory, you look at each of them and you see that they all hit their core parts. But then you look at the state-centered theory, which is a which shows that government policies do not need to interfere with economic development, and it needs to be left to the states to make up their policies and their regulations they all kind of can combine together and the state center theory kind of just mashes it each of those into one major concept. Like for instance, California has their own policies, their own regulations on goods and things that we sell, whereas Utah has their own different policies, regulations, and then you can even look at other states. Not every single state is the same and they each work off of, but they all at the same time do work together when they need to sell their goods or find that middle point that shows like, okay, we're gonna sell you this for this price, but we're also gonna sell you this, our goods at this price and make it. So it all adds up at the end. Well, with that, it can cause um, like you transforming 
into the way that our state leads us for the world economy because um, in the state centered, it can help us grow manufacturingly and the way how, for example, in East Asia, their economy is really um, successful because their development has been led by states. Mm -hmm. So it enforces their economy to boost up, people purchase their goods, whereas other countries, not a lot of people have the money to purchase those. Yeah, if you think about it, like, because like everybody has like different ideas and like every state has like a different law mm -hmm. that could influence and like if one state is developed more than the others, then it's going to influence the other states to develop that same example. So we're going to end you guys with a couple questions to answer. So one of them is, how does inequality affect your life? Another is, can poor countries become rich? And the last one is to compare and contrast high income and low income countries. Thank you. And we'll see you next time with gender. Mm -hmm.